when we see a cute cat or something like that. It's it's something actually much deeper and profound than it might just seem like a cute cat picture, but I think it really reminds us of our connection to other living things and the world and and that it can be just delightful. Hi, folks. This is Craig Van Slyke. Welcome to the Rational Ignorance Podcast. Hi, I'm Andrea Christel, a philosopher and outdoor enthusiast who lives in Sedona, Arizona. And I'm a business professor, author, and rancher who lives in the middle of the woods in Eris, Louisiana. We're here to help you live an excellent life, a flourishing life. Flourishing means not only living according to virtue and reason, but also living a life that includes the things that enrich our existence, such as friendship health, creativity, pleasure, and a connection to and appreciation for the natural world. We will explore what it means to have a flourishing life. So the other day, Andrea and I were talking and I was telling her how much I enjoy hashtag Catterday. So that's Saturday with a C in front of it. Um, As longtime listeners will know, I have animals, including three cats, and we like taking pictures of them, and they're funny and cute. At least we think they are. And so every Saturday, I will post pictures of one of the cats to Twitter and to Mastodon.social, sometimes to Instagram, sometimes to Facebook. But Catterday is actually a real thing. And those posts get more activity than pretty much anything else I put up on Twitter. Now, you know, I'm not a huge Twitter person, but, you know, I'm on there every day. And it, it always amazes me how much response I get. Now, my cats are very cute, so we need to establish that as a baseline. But right, I also that's, find that's my, objectively true. Yes, it is objectively true, not simply subjectively <laughs> true. That's very good, Andrew. You're right on. Um, and they really are very cute. It's, it's hard to look at, uh, Taz without smiling, we'll put Taz in the uh, cover for this episode, I think, but it just amazes me. And, and I noticed that not only do I get a lot of responses to my posts on Catterday, but I respond to a lot of other posts on Catterday. And, you know, there are all kinds of similar things, you know, there are dogs of Twitter and cats of Instagram, and I'm sure there are you know, goats of Facebook or something like that. But when I said this to Andrea, she said, well, you know, I, I think that has something to do with flourishing. You know, it's it's not just random that people enjoy this so much. So, a- Andrea, what made you say that? You know, I, I just think that there's something about our connection to animals and other living things that – um, you know, touches something deep inside of us and brings about a sense of happiness and also just joy in this world. And we're often so busy with our day-to-day lives, doing things, checking off our to-do list, that really experiencing joy, especially in simple things, is is something that really does make life worthwhile. 
And, and I also think that, you know, in these really polarized times and, you know, things are difficult politically and more and more you wonder, what can you say? What can't you say? How can we connect? When you see Taz or you see one of those cute little cats, I mean, everybody, I think, really feels safe. Like, that's adorable and that's, and that's good. And we can, we can agree on that. And I think it's, you know, it's one of the few spaces we have left where people can just connect as people about and find agreement about something that's good and that brings joy in the world. Well, I can't argue with any of that. Um, yeah, you know, we are going through especially challenging times and at least in, in my lifetime, historically challenging times in a number of ways. And it is nice to just enjoy something simply because it's enjoyable. There's no there's no utilitarian value to it. I mean, I don't think there is. There's no, you know, it doesn't move you towards some, you know, goal at work or in your personal life. It's just fun. And I, I think one of the real, I don't want to call it a tragedy. Maybe that's a bit too far. But I think one of the real, well, I will call it a tragedy of modern life is that we have this opportunity more so than in any other point in history to have fun. 500 years ago, you know, you were having to work all the time and there wasn't a lot of room for fun and survival was a real challenge. But now even people that are not terribly advantaged may have the opportunity to just do things for enjoyment. But we position our lives uh, through consumerism and through this relentless, relentless pursuit of achievement, we kind of take that part out of our lives. I know I'm as bad as anybody about that. I, Tracy gets on me all the time. You know, you're always working. I, I, I don't get paid in the summer, but I work all summer long. And so I work every weekend, you know, on, on stuff for my profession. And if I'm not doing that, I'm doing something around the ranch. But I think that we really need to take more time to do stuff just because it's fun to do or it's relaxing to do or, you know, it recharges us. And I know I'm, I'm being a more than a bit disingenuous here because like I said, I'm as bad about uh, working all the time as anybody is. And I, I think we could accuse Andrea of that too. Um, you know, but I don't know. I think one of the reasons I like Catterday is it's just fun. There's no real purpose in it other than just having fun. You know, Craig, I, I agree with that. I just have one little quibble, and that is about the point that there's no utilitarian uh, value in Catterday, because I think there may be, especially if we understand utility as, um, you know, Bentham and Mill defined it, which is just as pleasure. Now, it is true that um, pleasure is difficult to measure interpersonally. So what counts as pleasure for you may not count as pleasure for me. And so the way we've solved for that conveniently is just to use uh, money as a proxy, right? We can say, well, most people have a use for money. And we know that if you have a certain you know, annual income, that your ability to not worry about things is probably increased and you have a better life. But at any rate, 
you know, utility is often equated with money and, and it's a popular theory in economics, but really Bentham and Mill, when they were theorizing about this, were talking about pleasure. And they, and, ta- and they talked about different types of pleasure, right? There's a pleasure in, that's different than from having a good meal than is from going to a play or an opera. But notwithstanding, um, I think that there is a utilitarian value. There is a pleasure associated uh, with, with Catterday. And um, it, again, I feel like connecting in some way, get a little Sedona woo-woo here perhaps, but um, you know, connecting with other living things and connecting with the world more widely. I think that there's a lot of pressure in the world today about our individual achievement. You, know, you mentioned working all the time, and I think the lens is often pointed back directly on us, like what have we done as isolated individuals? And, and really, we're not isolated individuals, right? We're in com- communities. Many of us have families. We're all, you know, living around other people. And so, and, and among, you know, not just people, right, but other living things and in the natural world. And I think that we are reminded of that on, on a really visceral level when we see a, a cute cat or something like that. It's, it's something actually much deeper and profound than it might just seem like a cute cat picture, but I think it really reminds us of our connection to other living things and the world and, and that it can be just delightful. So are you saying that cats are in their own category? Nothing. <laughs> that fell flat, folks. That was not a good point. This should make you feel deep sympathy well, for Tracy. She has to put up with us constantly. Well, I, I, I'm thinking perhaps more about the concatenation Ooh, <laughs> of, of that's even all, worse. all things you know, connected uh, we, together. We, um, we should it, stop. It, this, this is turning into a catastrophe. <laughs> I stole that one from Batman, by the way. <laughs> So, sorry, sorry, sorry. The caffeine has kicked in here on the Rational Ignorance Podcast. You know, it, but when when you were talking... Not sorry, categorically. So. Oh, okay. That's the last one. We promise. That's the last one. That's it. That's it. We, we, we can't go any lower than that. But I think this is one reason people like these silly memes. I mean, you have to admit, you, if you want to waste a bunch of time, go to one of the meme maker sites and look around or make your own. I mean, they really, they can be fun, but it, it's just, I think part of it is just kind of putting your achievement seeking part of your brain in neutral for a while. And, and I, this is something I've said for a long time. There's always room for silliness. I think there is always room for silliness, but there is something inherently kind of paradoxical about the human condition and, and really delightful in itself. I mean, if we think about the way humor works, humor often works because we're making fun of something that is actually quite serious. And I think sim- similarly, when it comes to Catterday, the things that seem to be most trivial, oh, it's just a cute cat picture, really can be the most serious because they connect us in some really profound way about what brings joy into our life and how we're connected to other living things. So, I mean, that's kind of the fun is sort of figuring out like why this has so much resonance. Is it, is it just silly or is it perhaps um, quite serious? Well, you suck the fun out of this one. 
I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> that, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> that's right. Well, you know, if you if a philosopher can't suck the fun out of something, who can? Um, no, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, I, I think it is interesting that you have this juxtaposition of something silly serving a, a purpose that's really important. So, I, yeah, I can see that point. I, I certainly don't want to imply that liking animals or taking care of animals is just a silly, frivolous thing to do. I mean, I, I, I really do look at taking care of our animals as almost a, I don't want to call it a holy obligation, but I tell Tracy sometimes that, you know, I don't know what good we're doing in the world, but by God, we've made really good lives for a number of animals. Andrea has heard me say before that when I die, I want to come back as one of my own animals because they have a great life. And we have a number of rescues that didn't have good lives before they came into our life. We, I feel like we're going down a little bit of a rabbit hole here, but it, it, it really, I guess the message I want to put out there is it's okay to take a break and do something just because you like doing it. I think if we go back to the idea of, of flourishing, you need to create space in your life for things that are just pleasurable. Well, I think that's all we need to say for Catterday for right now. Um, Andrea, let's move into the three things uh, that people can do this week based on what they've learned today. If you don't mind, I'd like to start. Sounds good. Because it's a really easy one. <laughs> Why not like a cat picture somewhere? You know, Catterday is a thing. Find a cat picture or, or you know, some other picture of just something you just like and make sure you like it. Um, you know, the algorithms will make it so you see more of those things if you like those kinds of things. Or post a picture of something that just brings you happiness, whatever it may be. That sounds great. And a second thing folks can do is just take cognitive breaks. It could be posting cat pictures or looking at cat pictures could be taking a walk around the block. It could be um, just getting up and, um, you know, shifting your focus of your attention to something else could be putting in a load of laundry. Um, But we know that if you take a break from whatever you're doing, um, that's going to help you be more effective in the long run. And then I think we'll wrap up with just Find some silly thing that brings you pleasure. You know, whatever it might be, uh, just find something. My, my latest is dad jokes. Do you want to hear my latest dad joke that I tortured my students with? I don't know, but okay. All right. I never trust stairs. They're always up to something. Andrea had the exact same reaction my students had. It, you know it's a bad joke when you t- can tell they're groaning behind their COVID masks. So, but, but in all seriousness, just find some silly little thing that brings you pleasure. You know, life is short. Have a little bit of fun with it. Andrea, anything else? Well, just that uh, flourishing life, having a little bit of fun is certainly a part of that. And on cue, Taz just jumped up here just as we were wrapping up. So I think that's a good place to leave it. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. The Rational Ignorance podcast is sponsored by Sedona Philosophy, a completely unique tour company that uses Sedona's amazing natural environment to unlock personal growth and insight. Explore nature, culture, and history with a philosophical twist. Visit SedonaPhilosophy.com to learn more. Thanks, Craig. If you enjoyed this podcast, hit the subscribe button. Please rate, review, and tell your friends. Until next time.